this is one of those I'll never listen to you again kind of moments. Like in my whole career, that's basically what, what it's been is like your uh, an email from you or somebody, one of your neighbors saying like, I'll never listen to you again. And mostly I just kind of roll my eyes at that because it's not stuff that I would deserve. I would think of anything in my career that I've done that I've had to cover up and act like it never happened. It'd be this story right here today on the show. Hi, my name's Kramer and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy not just any mama's boy, you're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Yeah, welcome to Certified Mama's Boy Podcast, everybody. Hi, happy Monday. We're listening in real time. Glad to have you here. It's actually a really big episode. Um, got some another milestone that we're hitting together here. And I'll explain in about 10, 15 minutes about what's going on with that. And technically today is our 100th produced episodes between more Mama's Boys, regular episodes, Sunday pep talks. Uh, it's our 100th produced show. So that makes me excited. And, you know, I do this podcast with my mom and it's a, it's a feel good podcast. She's got great words of wisdom, great motivation. You're going to meet her here in a second. First though, before we talk to her, we're actually going to start with you today. Uh, we got into a conversation last week with our, uh, ask my mom segment. There was a, a young lady that said, I don't like my family. So am I supposed to fake it and sit there and smile and I've got a family photo coming up or am I just honest and say, no, we're not in a good place. I don't feel like coming and putting on and like showing the world that we're all happy and and I don't know what to do now. So you guys had a lot to say last week about this. So I wanted to catch up on these calls first. Hi, I'm calling from Georgia and I have not spoken to my siblings in years. We don't address it because they refuse to address that there's anything wrong. Like, it's like they don't even understand that there's something wrong. It's like they just sweep everything under the rug and keep moving. And I just couldn't do that anymore, literally. But I also got to say that none of them have reached out to me to try to resolve it, and I have not reached out to them to try to resolve it. Kramer, it's Rich from Phoenix from the Camel Country Days. Hashtag Camel 530 Club, man. I've lived a life full of forgiving my mom for her life choices. She was a drug addict and uh, continues still to play the victim, so to speak, and thinks that the way her life is is because of everything that me and my family have done to, you know, team up against her. And, you know, she still thinks we're all out together. And there was a point that I came to where I realized that I needed to make the best decision for me that I could. I have a son. I have a girlfriend and, you know, her daughter, and I've got a family that I'm putting together, and I couldn't live the life that I'm living happily and peacefully, and I couldn't keep moving forward the way that I am if I allowed her negative energy and her negative influence to continuously be around me and my life and the decisions that I was making. And I think that there absolutely comes a time for everybody where you need to make the decision, like you said, to either accept that somebody's not going to change or accept that, hey, maybe we can come to some sort of understanding. And unfortunately, sometimes you just can't come to an understanding and you need to cut ties. Hope you're doing well, man. Love you, brother. I think it's interesting to hear from your perspective, you know, kind of like where you're coming from. So thank you for the phone calls. And we'll get to a new Ask My Mom tomorrow. Speaking of mom. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Okay, I've been worried this weekend about you because as of Friday's show, uh, you said you weren't feeling well, and then you thought you had the symptoms of the coronavirus, and, uh, and that's kind of where we we left off, kind of a cliffhanger as of Friday's show. Uh, today is Sunday, technically, when we're recording this, but how are you? Are you feeling better? Or I am feeling really good today. My scratchy throat, which I've had for three months, as you know, yeah. um, turned into a sore throat. And I was starting to feel a little fatigued, and my nose was running, which it has been, again, for three months. But then we're watching the news, and Keisha Lance Bottoms comes on, who has COVID. That's the mayor of Atlanta. And they asked how she was doing, and she said, the only problem I'm really having is a sore throat and a runny nose. <laughs> oh, my God. I was done. 
I was you go like, into like panic attack. I've got it. That's it. I've got to go check it out. Yeah. So, I feel like anytime I hear of somebody else's symptoms, I automatically get those symptoms no matter what they are. It doesn't matter like what, crazy. like, like I, it happens to me literally all the time. Like even if I'm around somebody that says I've got a scratchy throat, like I'm surprised even with after talking to you that, you know, for the last couple of months you said you've had a scratchy throat. I don't walk away being like, oh, my throat is kind of scratchy. Oh, maybe I've got it too. <laughs> you get that from your dad. So it, is I he went, the hypochondriac? Yeah. Where do we? Oh, where does that come well, from? Let me just tell you that I go. I go to the urgent care. I get a COVID test. They check me for flu too because they've seen some flu. Flu comes back negative immediately. She said, "I can see your throat is kind of red, so I'll give you some Flonase, and I'll give you an inhaler just to have because I was wheezing a little bit. I have a little touch of asthma." Yeah. Okay, so all is fine and well. And she says, and I want you to super quarantine from your husband. Oh. You're like, no problem. (laughs) Can I get that in writing? That'd be great. All right. This is going to be interesting. So I came home. Jim and I talked about it. You know, we have a big house. We can definitely stay apart from each other on the same floor. I decided I would sleep upstairs, which I've been doing. Um, But then the next day, he says, you know, I've got some drainage. I think I should go to urgent care. It's God. five o'clock in the afternoon, and maybe uh, I should have a COVID test. And I said, okay, honey, just do what you think is best. So he goes. It takes two hours. Yeah. And he comes back, and he's got a you know, thing to take mucinex yeah. and to take some <laughs> A bandage propane. around his arm for some reason. He's got, you know, <laughs> and another cholesterol check. check and just <laughs> seven to 10 business days. For yeah, results. that is absurd to me. My mom told me that it takes seven to 10 days in Dawsonville, Georgia to get the results of your coronavirus test, <laughs> which seems so counterproductive. Like, what it's are you supposed so- to do? Ridiculous. No, not seven to 10 days, seven to 10 business yeah, days. Yeah, two weeks. Okay. Business By days. two weeks, yes. even if you have it, you're cured. <laughs> so, like, what's the point of going? <laughs> so, that's what I said to Maggie. So, either I'm going to feel much better. Or I'm going yeah. to be in the hospital by the time I get <laughs> yeah. the results. And you still won't back. know. And you, you won't, won't even know. No, it's seven so, to ten days. That's crazy. That is bizarre to me. That's so 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 long. Okay. Oh, it's well, such a mess. Do they do the nose up the uh, the swab up the nose? Yeah, and you have to have a swab up your nose for the flu too. So I had double four, swab, four nose swabs. Why four? They do well, two of each. One in each nostril. Oh, okay. How yeah. bad was that? Because I mean, they, some people make it seem really terrible. Was it awful you know to get what? it done? I just held my breath, which is the same thing I do when I have a shot. And it really was not that bad. Yes, my oh, I thought eyes you meant a watered. shot of alcohol. I was like, I was like this, <laughs> oh, this took no. a weird turn. <laughs> no, not when I have a shot of alcohol. I'm not holding my breath, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you had a shot of alcohol? Oh, How long my has gosh. that been? It's been a while. You know, we were talking about that because, you know, Dawsonville is the moonshine capital of the world. Right. That's a true fact. Where where our parents live (laughs) literally is the moonshine capital of the world. Just to give you a full perspective – and like, and you can go ahead and build your mental image if you don't know where Dawsonville, Georgia is, uh, of exactly what that looks like. So just take that in. Moonshine and, capital of the world. And the home of NASCAR. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you got uh-huh. it. You got it now. Yeah. That's Dawsonville. So, you know, we have, we have, they have four different kinds of moonshine that they sell at the city hall. So yeah. <laughs> you go to the city hall and you pay for admission to the Moonshine Distillery, and then you can buy Moonshine. So I sadly did not get a chance to go last time, that I have not been to the Moonshine uh, slash City Hall. That's, You've uh, got that's to do it. We sounds took like a John, hoot and a holler. We took John, Maggie's fiance, for his birthday so that yeah. we could truly introduce him to where we are. Well, um, he's, I mean, he's from, I mean, he's a good old boy. He'll be all right. I'm, I'm George more worried about if I were to bring a girlfriend home from California and you're like, here's the moonshine capital of the world. And what well, happened one time, what happened with the penis of the, of the raccoon or whatever? <laughs> Did we tell yeah. that story on the podcast? I don't remember. I don't think so. But when you go to the tour of the moonshine distillery, 
you get a bottle, a complimentary bottle of moonshine of your choice of the four flavors, and you get two coon dicks. <laughs> and that's literally that's literally a raccoon's penis. Uh huh. So oh. the story is that they used to use those to flavor the moonshine. Oh my god! Yeah, Ugh, my animal yeah. activist bones <laughs> yeah. are just rattling right now. It's like just I, that just nasty. seems so terrible. It's just so that's nasty. My, that's my my parents' hometown. So that's <laughs> just to give you an idea of what happens in. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we're pretty much quarantined every year <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> on the lake. <laughs> they kind of say to themselves, gets, "We don't, we don't get out much here because yeah, it's a little scary." Probably, no, probably for no. the best. There's, there's a lot of interesting things going on around here. Speaking, you know, talking about coon dicks, uh, <laughs> I, I oh. am, I'm very sensitive to animal rights. I always have been. I've been a big advocate in, in pet adoption. I got yelled at on Facebook Messenger yesterday mm-hmm. because I posted something about uh, the horse ra- the horse racing here in San Diego is a big deal and people mm-hmm. typically on opening day get all dressed up and they put their outfits on and they go have this big party obviously this year it didn't happen because of you know all the coronavirus stuff uh, which is what a blessing but I like I hate horse racing I hate like it just it mm-hmm. irritates me when we use animals and, and greyhound uh, racing same thing oh, yeah same thing terrible. they just they, mm. they they pump these animals just they make them larger than life to like yes. go race for our entertainment and like I think fifty I don't know how I think actually five hundred horses don't quote me I looked at, I was looking it up yesterday like five hundred horses die every year oh. because of it because they 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 break their ankles or whatever and they have to euthanize them I mean it's like oh. it's the saddest thing in the world so mm-hmm. I'm really just just so you know in case you're new to the podcast I'm really big on a- animal rights okay so. Mm-hmm. I have this real struggle now because, and you may feel the same way about something that feels really important to you and like how much you're supposed to interject into other people's lives with your own thoughts and your own feelings, right? We kind of talked about this with race relations. Like where do you, when do you speak up and when do you, do you not? And like, if you don't speak up, are you just kind of exacerbating the problem, right? Mm -hmm. So one issue that, that rose up again this weekend, that's really hard for me to figure out, do I say something or do I not? is when people go and buy dogs from, you know, breeders mm. or puppy mills. Mm. And that process, there's so many documentaries on it. You can go watch it. Like it's it's just, I mean, making animals into a business. I mean, just, and there's, listen, if you're, if you're a breeder, I don't want to get into, don't send me a nasty email, whatever. <laughs> I, I think making animals into a business is just the wrong way to treat an animal. It's not mm-hmm. what they're there for, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I have a really hard time though when my friends – I had a friend that went and bought a Pomeranian this weekend. Don't get me wrong. Super cute, right? And they're mm-hmm. always – this happens like a couple times a year where people are so excited. They're like, oh my gosh, yay. Like, oh, I want your dog. And like I – I'm always hoping the topic doesn't come up, you know, because I'm like, oh, that dog. That that looks mm-hmm. like, you know, this tiny little perfect Pomeranian puppy. Mm-hmm. Um but it did come up. And now she said she tried to go adopt a dog, but they were all adopted out, which actually is a great thing that's come from quarantine is a lot of the shelters are actually cleared right now because some yes. people have so much more free time. Yes. So I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say, oh, she tried to go adopt a dog, but then she went ahead and bought a dog. Now, mm-hmm. am I supposed to be that friend that steps in as like, well, you do know that uh, by buying dogs, you're creating problems and using animals for um, Or am I just supposed to just be like, oh, it's so cute. And just me, 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 me. And it is the cutest. That's the hardest thing. It's the hardest argument to have ever when it's literally a two pound dog. Right. <laughs> like, right. And you, you have know a hard time every... getting your emotions tied up into it because they're just so damn cute. Yes. And every dog we had growing when you were growing up was a purebred. Yeah. Everyone, everyone. Listen, I am I am no saint, and I I would feel like I was being inauthentic if I didn't tell you that Kiki was actually bought from a pet store. So mm-hmm. I listen. I'm not saying I just didn't know. I didn't know the right. harm it caused to these animals. Right? Exactly. So, we didn't I supposed- have the knowledge. We didn't have the knowledge we have now to make different and hopefully better decisions. But is that my job to like educate everybody? No, is, do I have that do no. I have that moral burden or do I just say, "Oh my god, that's so cute." And like like the no. photo and move on. She hasn't she he hasn't asked for your opinion. 
That's true. <laughs> that's, See? And that's where I struggle. And if that's you don't where ask, we do I get just... in trouble sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Now, that... you know, if someone is abusing an animal, i.e. horse racing, whatever, I think we need to speak up. But if it's just a personal preference of what type of animal you have, whether it's a rescue or a purebred, I think if they ask our opinion, we should give it. If not, we should say, good for you. Cute dog. Thanks Cute for dog. supporting puppy mills. Right. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's so, I'm so sensitive to it now. So I just. I mean, if I had uh, to get a dog now and, you know, we go back and forth about dogs. We don't have one. I love dogs. Love, 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 love yeah. dogs. I would definitely get a rescue dog. And your brother got a rescue dog, Winnie, who is the sweetest sure. animal in the world. Well, with Kiki, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I would definitely do a rescue, but I think Maggie and John have the same conversation because he wants some sort of pedigree Specific dog. Breed. It's a pedigree dog. I can't remember what it is now. And Maggie wants a rescue dog. So they pretty much agreed that they're going to have two dogs. <laughs> well, that might that might help. Okay, so here's what I feel like I would feel better about doing. Okay, because since I can't really just speak up where it's not asked, I do want to remind you: no matter what, and this is not an ad by any means, but no matter what kind of pet you're looking for, if you go to PetFinder.com and if you type in exactly what kind of breed you're looking for in the city, they will notify you of exactly when that is those types of dogs or like they'll find different organizations for those. Cause there's, there's, there's like one for chihuahuas. There's ones for, you know, dachshunds. There's one for labs. There's one, there's all these different adoption organizations. So anyway, oh. maybe I feel better in my life. If I just say, go to petfinder.com and type in exactly what you're looking for. And I then love I get that. This. I didn't know that. Let's, uh, let's get to the quote for today, mom. What'd you find? So um, it's from Deepak Chopra, and he says, I've worked all my life on the subject of awareness, whether it's awareness of the body, awareness of the mind, awareness of your emotions, awareness of your relationships, or awareness of your environment. I think the key to transforming your life is to be aware of who you are. So I, true. I think that's like one of the hardest things to do too. Definitely. I think a lot of people don't like to, to delve into that because there's a lot of painful layers to get through before you actually get to the uh, like the core of who you really are. There's so many layers of like your job and your role as a spouse and your role as a parent and your role as a son and your role as a daughter and the, all the expectations that come with – you know, the way your friends see you and your social media. I was talking to somebody. I went on a hike with a, with a friend this weekend and we were talking about like just getting down to the core of who you are. But once you push away, what I found, once you push away all those layers of expectations, uh, it's the most pure, beautiful thing that you've ever gotten to when you're truly who you are. Mm. And it's, uh, well, there's two layers to that. So number one, like for me, when I stopped drinking, I was really like paranoid about how I was going to be perceived. That was more actually the, the harder part of me stopping drinking. It wasn't the actual stopping the drinking part. It was more of like, how are people going to perceive me mm-hmm. as someone that doesn't drink? Like, are they going to make mm-hmm. fun of me? Are they going to say this? Are gonna say, like, how am I going to date? Who's going to date somebody that's not drinking? But that sounds so boring. But once I cut through all that and I just realized I'm just doing it for myself, then it's the same thing with vegan. I mean, I still get shit all the time. People are like, oh, you know, how can you be vegan? That's, <laughs> I just don't care anymore. Like once you're happy with who you are, mm-hmm. you just – don't care. You're free. You don't care. Well, yeah. you're free to be who you are. Re- I, I remember the time that you and I um, were down, I don't remember where, in San Diego. We are down on the bay eating dinner, and we had sparkling water with lime, and we had the best time. Yeah, with no fun, right? alcohol. It was so great. It was so great. You don't have to have alcohol to have a good time. I just spend so much of my life, and I think, you know, that's one of the things I'm really clear about now. You know, because I'm still kind of looking around for radio jobs for the right one, and I'm just really clear of like, listen, I'm just, I'm, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I can be. 
more. Like I'm so tired of being somebody else on the radio mm-hmm. and, you know, having to do this. And there's always some t- level of theatrics when it comes to radio because you have to get so many points across so fast and there's not a lot of time to really explain a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. anyway, uh, but I'm just so much more comfortable with who I am. And this podcast has really been helpful in that sense of just being like, well, this is what I'm about and I'm comfortable mm-hmm. talking about this. And, you know, a lot of you guys come for it and then a lot of people are like, oh, this is boring or this is stupid and whatever. So. <laughs> Either way, it's fine. I don't care. I'm just happy to put on the put on the show because I'm, I'm just I'm happy with who I am now. That's, but it, t- it takes a long time. It's not an easy process. It's so much easier to hide behind something else. And you've also had a lot of therapy, which has been really good. Well, this is a beautiful transition. I don't know if you were meaning to do this or not, but, but either way, <laughs> you set me up nicely for this next segment, Mom. So thank mm, you very much. You're uh, very for- welcome. <laughs> I think mom knew what was on the schedule today and now she's trying to do a nice little pivot, which I can appreciate. What a, what a, what a well, podcasting throw I over here. I'm passionate about therapy. I'm well, really I'm glad that you've come to the right show, mom. This is, this is great. What a, what a great day to be here. Um, no, listen. So I told you at the very beginning of the podcast, I've got some big news today. And the big news is, I mean, this, this is like, I'm kind of looking at this podcast in milestones, right? Like when I remember when we launched and I got my first 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then I remember when we had our first 100,000 downloads. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> like it's just kind of celebrating these little milestones. Well, today is another one because we have our very first national advertiser on the show which whoop, even just whoop. saying that yeah right that gets a whoop whoop <laughs> that gets a whoop whoop even just saying that is like wow i can't even believe in 3 months that we're at a point where we can have national advertisements on this show. It it blows me away. So let's start with that by saying thank you so much for even getting us to this point where national advertisers would even look at this show as a a viable uh, podcast to be able to to put their message. That's that's really big, okay? Mm -hmm. And the one that we're going to start with the first person that, that that heard our show and was like, hey, I think this would be the perfect place for us to, to run some advertisements is a, a group called BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp. And what BetterHelp is, is it's online counseling that you can basically do from your computer or your phone from anywhere. And I'm so glad that I, we really did not mean to transition so nicely into <laughs> this, but my mom and I are both really big advocates for getting help when it comes to figuring out life, especially right now. Mm. Everyone that I'm talking to is so stressed out, right? Because we just don't know what's going to happen with this coronavirus. And life has changed so dramatically in three months. And when I was going through my divorce, it was the same thing. Anytime you go through a life change, sometimes your brain can't process it as quickly as you need it to. And that's when you started to get stuck in these ruts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with going through my unemployment. That was definitely a rut that I mean, I'm in so many ruts right now. <laughs> that I'm like, <laughs> luckily though, I've been doing, you know, counseling for so many years that I've got the tools necessary to at least get me to a point. But I'm even excited to start with better help because now I can help get out of this new rut of unemployment and coronavirus and divorce tailing out and relationships of like, what am I supposed to even do with a relationship when mm-hmm. I, and am I supposed to be dating? I mean, there's just so many questions that my mom can only get me so far on. <laughs> so <laughs> this is true. <laughs> that, when moments like that, that's when you got to turn to people like BetterHelp. And I'll say the fact that you can do it from home makes mm. it so easy. Like there is no waiting room that you got to sit through. Like there's no, you know, uh, there. As an introvert, going that was always the hardest part for me when meeting a counselor was kind of like going and like making that first step. You're in the comfort of your own home for this. It already feels so much more natural to me mm-hmm. just being able to get behind my computer to be able to just talk through a lot of issues. So I really hope that you'll go check it out. If you are dealing with things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts. I mean, we hear so many family conflicts on this show. Mm-hmm. We want to give you advice, but I think BetterHelp can do a better job at it, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, they're great at LGBT matters. Uh, mm-hmm. Grief, self-esteem. This is literally almost with the exception of LGBT matters, my whole life story. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and the cool thing is anything you share is completely confidential. So there's no reason, you know, if you're, I want, I want somebody that's always thought they wanted to try therapy, but hasn't felt comfortable to like 
embark on this journey with me and checking out BetterHelp because mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing it along with you. So mm-hmm. if you want to start living a healthier life today, as a listener of this podcast, you're going to get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R. And there's over a million people that are taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Kramer. You can join over a million people like me that are excited to do this. And just a big thank you for, you know, better help for trusting our little podcast community. Cause we're still, I mean, like we, we, we're, we're an okay size podcast, but we're still kind of little in comparison, like, you know, the big world scheme. So I'm just honored to be able to spread their message and hopefully you'll go just, just check it out. Betterhelp.com slash Kramer mom thoughts. And- and I, I love the fact that if you don't feel like you're jiving with the counselor that you talk to, yeah, they you can change. Yeah, you can because change. in real Find world, someone you have that to you like. Relate to. Yeah, this is like a one-stop mm-hmm. shop. This is not yes. like something where you have to like bounce around town trying to find the right person for you. Because I had right. that problem too of finding the right person. Like you may honestly, in full honesty, you may log on to BetterHelp and you're just not vibing with the counselor. So mm-hmm. then, boom, you hop on with somebody else, and then there you go. So magic. Yep. And magic. in fact, there's so many people using BetterHelp. They are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So it's, this is like this is like is the future of getting help. It's better help. And there you go. That's uh, I'm, I'm excited about this. Okay, mom, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with more show here in just a second. Plus Holly O'Connor on, this is the biggest lie I ever told on the radio and the most guilt I have ever had next with Monday cheese May. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, Monday Cheese May here in just a couple seconds. We're going to get to it. Uh, before we do, we got to keep up with our certified fans because you know what happens when we get behind. It just gets messy. So um, we, uh, let's – the certified fans are the people that really keep this show afloat right now uh, because the, these are the people that are investing. They're like, hey, I got five bucks to give you every month. It's fine. This, this show means a lot to me or you maybe believe in my mission of, of starting a feel-good podcast with my mom and you feel like maybe there's a nugget of knowledge you've taken away. I mean, it's it's, it's a cup of coffee a month. So if you would like to be a part of it, we would love for you to be so. But the problem is we started this whoop whoop uh, <laughs> business, which everyone – you're going to get your whoop whoops, but we've just gotten behind on it. So um, if you haven't gotten your whoop whoop yet, the best way to do it is just go on Facebook and tell my mom because she, will, <laughs> she checks the Facebook I'll take the care of you. Yes, I will. That's, that's the easiest way to do it. Um, so let's start by saying hello to some of our newest certified fans. Uh, Stephanie J from uh, – where is this? Ridgeway. Where is Ridgeway? Ridgeway, Colorado. Okay, Stephanie. Wow. Okay. Woo-hoo. I don't know. We have, that needs an extra whoop, Mom. We don't have a lot of Colorado ones. Woo-hoo. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, Gary H. Gary H. in Glendale, Arizona. Hello, my friend. Whoop. And Kathleen R. from La Mesa. Whoop, whoop. And Adriana. <laughs> Every time I listen back to the podcast and <laughs> during this part, I always laugh because it's just so ridiculous. Uh, Adriana A. from South Pasadena, California. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and, and Elizabeth A. from, she's from San Diego. So we'll give her a whoop, whoop. Mm, whoop, whoop. Uh, thank you. I want, did you, when you went to get your COVID test, when they looked at your throat, did you have to explain you've been whoop whooping a lot? Because that really honestly could be the problem. You could just be straining your throat every day from doing this podcast. I'm really not kidding. Wow, I just great thought about that. that be? It's worth it. I love all of you certified mama boys fans on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I am just into it. I love looking at your pages and seeing. <laughs> Your cute kids and your awesome family and all the fun things you do. It is so exciting. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love our our little fam. 
It's awesome. It's a really cool community. So if you want to be part of it, we'd love to have you. Just text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to my phone number, which is 888-Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, 888-Kramer8, and come join our program. We'd love it. Thank you for helping Mm -hmm. build this show. I hope like in a year's time that – this show is so big that we're just kind of like, wow, remember like when we only had, you know, 200 <laughs> certified fans, you know, like that, that's crazy. Now we're, you know, my mom's on Ellen's show, you know, as her sidekick or something. I don't know. But we will uh, love all of you forever, forever. That is very true. Thank you so much for kicking this off and for hanging in there with us. You're awesome. It's great. Okay, mom, I got to let you go because I got to connect Holly. But um, okay. anything else we good here? think we're good. All right. I love you. Love you forever. Uh, we'll get into Monday Chisme now. First, in case you've never been here for a Monday Chisme segment, um, Chisme in Spanish means gossip. And if you're a true, true Chismoso, which means you just love the gossip like I do. I just love hearing. I don't care who it's about. I don't care if I know the person or not. Just that juicy story I'm all about. Now, I used to have a radio segment called uh, Kramer's Chisme when I was on Channel 93.3. I've now morphed that into the Monday Chisme. And every Monday, I'm kind of sharing a story with you that I couldn't really share with you when I was on the air for one reason or another. And today's is just awful. I'm calling this one the biggest lie I ever told in radio. And I've got so much regret over this one. Like, I just, I mean, some things are hyped up for the radio, but this was like a down ass lie. I don't even know how to say ass right there, but it just made sense in that statement. And I had to bring my good friend Holly O'Connor in for this. Holly was my co-host for, what, was it five years, Holly? Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with five-ish. that. I'm sure it it's was somewhere seemed, in there. <laughs> it seemed like a lifetime, but it was only five years. Weird. We were like co-hosts for the same amount of time as the Confederacy. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to know that Holly came down and probably what, about three or four months after I was there? Yeah. I got there. And then Miguel didn't come in for another, what, six months to nine months after that? Right. So Holly, uh, it was me and Holly, and we had this intern guy. Um, who, <laughs> did we we did, did we pay him or no? He didn't get paid, did he? No, heck no. Did we pay anybody? No, no. we barely no. paid we, ourselves. We, like really, I, I know that's true. So his name was Jeremy, and the cool thing with Jeremy was, and I think we said in a an, another episode was he. We didn't know at that time, but he was a compulsive liar mm-hmm. yeah. um like just got away with like pulled the wool over our eyes we had no idea that he was like everything basically he told us was was 100 a lie he may have gone to prison i don't know is that a true story or am i making that up at this point i don't know <laughs> I, I, think I, w- I would believe reason, it if it was i would believe if he went to jail i don't know i, I don't remember that so i'm not i don't know i might um, google him after this just because now i'm actually really curious <laughs> I mean, to this day, I think literally only the three of us, maybe Miguel, uh, who wasn't there yet, know the truth. Right. I got this ridiculous idea, and I don't even know how this came up. I don't even remember where this idea came from. But I got this idea that for us to get some attention, now we were go, we were leading into the beginning of our, our ratings book, right? Yes, and it and was spring break because that would have made sense. So it was like spring break because I remember it was spring break away, and I was yeah. going over to Destin, uh, and that weekend you were like, "Don't go on social media." Which social media, by the way, was MySpace. So um, <laughs> yes, it was definitely heading into spring book, and you were trying to like cause a lot of people to focus on us. Right. So I, and my 24 year old brain said, I mean, what's the, like the cheapest, easiest way that we can get some attention. And my idea was to present to the community that our intern, Jeremy had passed away. Oh my God. Why was this? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, it's fine. Please continue. Please continue. I mean, I'm just laughing though, at no, let's, let's let's rephrase that. It's not fine. Okay. No. Usually I say it's fine and like it's fine. This was not fine. It was, was not so fine far at all. from fine. Like what were we doing? What so were we doing? What I did was, and I don't remember if I made Jeremy hide out for the weekend or something. I don't know. I don't I can't remember exactly yes. what the game plan you was. You told I do remember that you told him to like go totally dark. No one was to see him. He had to like hide out in his apartment, I think, and it was going to be like very suspicious. So, I I then post on MySpace bulletins. If <laughs> everybody can remember like the <laughs> how the flow oh, of MySpace God. worked, right? Yeah. Um that intern Jeremy had passed away. Oh, God. And 
Did you did I make you post it too, or did I not? No, I don't remember. You know if- what? We had started our lovely relationship of like the fighting back at that time. Yeah. So well, I was like, I I'm I'm pretty sure that I didn't love this plan. And I was like well, I, I don't know why not. It seems foolproof, really. <laughs> I'm pretty like, why sure. Why did I listen to you? Why didn't I listen to you ever? Because you always knew. You knew what yeah. you were doing was the right thing. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna tell you no, but I'm not gonna post anything. And so I refused to post it, but you were like, okay, you don't have to post it, but just don't post anything because let's say you just got word that he died. You wouldn't post anything anyway. And I was like, fine. So I just didn't post anything. I didn't, I didn't do anything. I don't think in that MySpace bulletin, I was very clear on what had happened I just think it said, you know, it was just that the tragic passing of our, our intern right. Jeremy, and and then that was, and then that was it, right? I and think, I think. It, I don't know if we had. Did I say something happened? I can't, I honestly can't remember at this point if I said what happened or not because obviously nothing had happened. He was just no. hanging out his apartment, so there was no story to tell. Exactly. I don't know. Honestly, I'm. I don't. I must have a bad memory because, like, I remember the the general things, but there's not very many things that I remember the intricate details of, and I don't remember the intricate details of this one. Well, you have to remember that Holly blocks out most of that time with me because <laughs> it was so tumultuous. It's probably best that her brain just kind of leaves it. Leaves My brain's it like, shh, that that yeah, just don't, don't even, even worry about that. Don't think about it. You you made it through. You survived. <laughs> so. I, yeah. So, but keep in mind, we're in Panama city, Florida. I mean, the population was what, like 40,000 or something. It's not a big, no, a big it's very group small. of people. Very so small. that obvious, it, not to mention like, does Jeremy have family there? I don't even remember he had family, but I think he did. I think his mom worked at one of the hotels, right? Oh, or, that's right. She like ran one of like the big hotels. I'm almost positive. His mom ran one of the hotels. So I, I don't know how in the world, we got away with this. Well, you're probably wondering, so how do we even get out of this? Because Monday rolled around and Jeremy mm-hmm. obviously had not passed away. <laughs> and we, Correct. I, so we literally got on the radio and I said that my, MySpace account had been <gasps> hacked. That's right. Do you remember that? Yep. I remember it and, now. And was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, I don't know. We have no idea who did this. Now, my thought process was that I would people would obviously be tuning in that next Monday to find out what had happened, right? So yes. yeah. So uh, you'd have the audience there and the people would be listening and it would be great for correct. ratings. Right. But then now for since what it's now been 12, 13 years later, I have to live with the guilt of the fact that I sat there and said that a, a guy I can't imagine the kind of like turmoil that probably caused people to feel yeah the they probably that, like, were like what in the hell can what? you imagine now obviously we've never told this story to date like nobody i, I mean i'm pretty sure even though yeah our bosses our management we still denied that fact to the day no i know that happened. i know for a fact that you were like no i was hacked and i think we <laughs> you and i maybe had a conversation and you were like maybe this is why i honestly don't remember much of it because you were probably like don't ever say anything and so my brain was like i don't know my brain was like okay i'm just gonna forget every single thing about this circumstance (laughs) i don't remember it was like i somebody uh men in black flashy thing to me (laughs) yeah that's what happened so i feel the need 13 years later to come clean and say that uh, that was completely staged by me and i have like you know i'm I'm like almost feeling sick to my stomach as i'm telling this story right now oh no because I cannot believe. I mean, that's terrible. It's like it's honestly well, it's terrible. Bad. It's bad. But you know what? Do. Here's here's what I will say to make you feel better is that you were a little bit outside of your mind at that time. <laughs> we did a manner of nonsense. Like again, if you go back and listen to the whole Mother Allison story and this whole thing with Jeremy, and then the fact that I was on a dating reality show, like I'm yeah. someone that should be on it. What that? And then also, uh, oh my God, what was I just gonna say? It was like um, any storyline. Oh my God. Yeah, like anything that was like completely nonsense that had to deal with our personal lives that was like over the top. What I can't think of was something with me. 
I don't remember now because I again I don't remember things. I but- just I just remember when I and I don't remember what was said, but I remember very early on in our relationship that your mom ended up calling was, does she want to talk to me or she called you maybe on your cell phone and was like, he can't say that about you. He can't do you remember <gasps> this. I, I, yes. I don't remember what the topic was. Do you remember oh what God. I had said? Oh my God. What was it? I mean, this was like early weeks in like to the, into the show. I just remember being like, huh? Like, yeah, my mom was so pissed. Oh my God. What was it? I want to say it was like something about like an outfit that I wore to La Vila maybe or something. And like you were, I I honestly don't or something probably like, I don't, you're like, why don't you dress like a whore going to the club? And my mom was like, excuse me. What? Yeah. Yeah, That was, yeah, no. Mm. I, I think I just wanted it to happen so bad. Like I just that wanted the radio show to happen so bad that I would take detrimental uh, actions, like just like rolling the dice. Cause that's, I mean, think about in 2020, like imagine if you and Miguel went on the radio right now and you're like, cause their, their producer name is Scott. Mm-hmm. And imagine if you guys were like, Hey, Scott died. And holy <gasps> Scott died. Oh and God. then Monday you had to come back and be like, Oh, we got ha-. like, that wouldn't be okay anymore. No, like that would not. I mean, it wasn't okay then, but it would really. I mean, you obviously would be fired. Well, like we somebody, get, nobody would get away with it because because there's always receipts now. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. somebody would care enough to like dig deep through some internet nonsense. Like back then, yeah. people didn't even understand the internet. To be honest, like yeah, we just believed everything you saw, and we're just like, it's fine. Yes, yeah. and it, we would never. You you just simply couldn't. Not only would it not like people wouldn't believe it because it wouldn't be true anyway. Way, but like they would call you out so fast and you'd be canceled and uh we'd be fired yeah that'd be bad maybe be a, a bad situation so i'm sure we have plenty more stories and as this podcast progresses we'll keep having holly miguel come on because i literally there's so many stories i look back and i cringe Do we, we told like, the story about garrett lavender and how he took a police report yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i like that's the one that makes me cringe the hardest like we went <laughs> to the hospital when he just was there, like, like his girlfriend's <laughs> wife was giving blood. So let me, in case you haven't, because I know some people don't listen to every episode. So oh let me explain. God. We we had this, uh, this Holly did this segment called Holly's Diary. And yeah. I found out that Holly literally as a, as a teen or young, was it 10, middle 11, schooler. 12, I was like school, in middle yeah. school. Uh, was writing in a diary and I was like, oh my, and it was so dramatic. And so we would take it to the radio and we would record her reading her actual diary. We would raise the pitch of it so she would sound younger and like put all this dramatic music behind it. And I'll, I'll actually do, I'll play some of that maybe in a, a future, future episodes. You can kind of hear what it's like. But th- we found out that the guy that she was crushing on and this whole entire journey of Holly's diary ended up moving what like 45 minutes to an hour away from yeah. where we were in so that moment we were in panama city florida apparently he was in like pensacola florida or or yeah i think pensacola which was not that far right so we ended up driving oh my to God. pensacola we found his house we somehow did some research Found his we house, were good at the it. internet back then, but nobody else we was. Were, we were really good at the internet. That's <laughs> impressive. Like nowadays, it's a lot easier. Back then, you had to like dial up. You had to like you know, like pay five dollars. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. We really had to do the most. So we got that public record, and we went to his house, knocked on the door. I mean, which by the way, that alone crazy enough. Oh, that Could was crazy. That there. just that would have been enough. That would have been the story in and of itself. Fine. Well. When we we get there, nobody's there. The neighbor comes out and says, "Hey, he's actually at the hospital. He and his was his girlfriend or his wife or somebody, his baby mama. Um, <laughs> it, they're at the hospital right now. She's giving birth. Now, most people in their right mind would have said, okay, obviously that w- we don't need to try to you know, walk in on that moment. But no, I I'm pretty sure 100 percent me yeah, said we should like go to the hospital. We should like go to the hospital and try to g- connect you and Garrett Lavender back together. Oh my and god! We and we like we tried to go inside, didn't we? I don't. Yes. Did we actually go inside. We went into the hospital and like per <laughs> usual, hospital people are like, "Do you know them?" And we're like, "Wow!" And they were like, "Yeah, no, you cannot come in." <laughs> but. <laughs> 
in the, in the meantime, we had left <laughs> photocopies of my diary at his oh, doorstep. Right. And right. then we didn't even know. But then like way <laughs> later on, some one of our listeners called up and was like, hey, so I called this like, let's just say, you know, uh, Bank of America. I called my, my agent at Bank of America and his name was Garrett Lavender. And I asked about you and he's got a restraining order on you. What? And I was like, please, God. Oh, God, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I will give you this. You are nothing if not persistent and creative. <laughs> so, kudos. Good job. Yeah, there was nothing that was going to stop me from making good radio. Not even a birth of a child or the, <laughs> the faking a death of, of somebody else. Good Lord. Oh, All right. You guys can uh, you can listen to Holly. They've got a really good podcast. It's And a lot of you guys actually have gone and checked it out because I've heard back. Uh, yes, Yell thank and Holly, you, by the way. Thank uncensored. you if you're one of those people that checked us out. Thank you. I'll put the link down in the show notes. You guys can go subscribe because it's a daily podcast too that you can keep up with. And Holly on Instagram, you are who? Radio Holly. There you go. All right, girl. We'll tell some more stories in the future, I'm sure. Absolutely. All right. Good news time. Here at the end of the show, we just do good news. It leaves you in a good mood, hopefully, by the time this podcast is done. Uh, there's a boy over in England. We'll start here at Essex, to be exact. His name is Timothy. And Timothy Matters said during the quarantine, he was kind of worried that the queen may be bored or sad during lockdown. So what he did was he created this happiness-themed puzzle to keep her busy. He basically had made a word search with the words happiness, love, family, and sunshine throughout this royal puzzle. And you would think if you send that kind of thing off, you know, to the queen, what's really going to happen? Parents, you know, you know, this, this story goes, you know, this typically would end. Well, it didn't end that way. He was amazed when he got a letter back from one of her majesty's ladies in waiting, thanking him for such a thoughtful puzzle. I'll read you the letter. It says, Dear Timothy, the Queen wishes me to write you a thank you for your kind letter and for your puzzle that you have created, especially for Her Majesty. Your thoughtfulness is appreciated. The Queen hopes that you are keeping safe and well in this current situation. Timothy said, It made me feel happy and special. I was trying to think of what to do to cheer her up. That's cute. That's super cute. I remember, you know what I used to do back in the day that actually did pay off that I thought I was the coolest kid in the face of the earth was, and I don't, this can't be a thing anymore, but if you were to mail letters to celebrities, you can go online and find like celebrities' addresses and you could send it to them and they would mail you back like a headshot, like an 8 by 10 sign. And I thought it was like the coolest thing. I got to find those because... I mean, I, I, th- I had Robin Williams' autograph. I had Conan O'Brien's autograph, Jay Leno. Uh, Mom, if you're listening to this part, tomorrow on the podcast, remind me. I'm sure you will hear this. So remind me. to. Do we still have those autographs somewhere? Because that would be kind of cool to, to go back and look at. And here is some really cute family feel-good story right here. So there's this guy named Todd uh, over in Missouri. And Todd has been busting his butt ever since 2011. He was able to graduate and started a career as an app designer and was able to save up and buy his own house. Really big. His finances were tight because, you know, he's got a house payment, a car payment. He's got student loan debt. But he was like, no, I'm going to make this work. So now fast forward to 2017, right? Todd's kind of got this figured out. His brother Alex now graduates from college. And Todd says, hey, why don't you come live with me? It's like 30 miles outside of St. Louis instead of like moving back in with mom and dad. Alex is living there rent-free for like six months, and Todd's like, hey, it's time to start charging you some rent. But he's not really charging rent. I mean, he is, but he's not taking that money. What he's doing this whole time, unbeknownst to Alex, is Todd's actually taking his full rent payment every single month to make a deposit into a savings account. And then Todd actually even added some of his own money in hoping that one day it would provide Alex with a down payment when he decided to buy his own house. And then during this pandemic, he was like, now is the time. So imagine this. Now, Alex is offer gets accepted, right? And everybody in the family kind of knows about this extra money that's been sitting around, so they all come to the parents' house. And that's when Todd gave him an amazing surprise. All this money that he had been charging him for rent, he now then gave it back to him to pay the down payment for his own new house. The whole thing was captured on video. I'm going to play a little bit for you. You probably have to go in the show notes though to really understand. That's yours. So, you know, I started making you pay rent. Yeah, a couple years ago, yeah. uh, I just saved all the money and uh, put it in the savings account. And uh, he didn't just save your money; he put some money into yeah. it too. So I was putting in 150 each month. That's uh, that's for you for you know your new house. 
<laughs> I didn't want you to have to struggle like I did, so. So get to the show notes. You can find all that stuff down there to share those stories or just read more about them over. And let me say show notes one more time. Show notes. Okay. And uh, today, Joey Medina is going to finish this up with a made me laugh. He's talking about rescue dogs and kind of like the meaning, the meaning behind that. And then you got the people that like take that stuff like, oh, all my dogs are rescues. They say it's so militant. They're rescues. No, that's not free. You went and you adopted them. You'd rescue the fucking dog. To me, a rescue is like if the building's on fire and shit, you're driving in front of it. And you go in, you got burned shit on That's a rescue. You dress up like a Navy SEAL and land a helicopter on top of the pound and shit with night goggles and come in and, you know, you kill all the terrorists and say, that's a fucking rescue. But otherwise, you didn't, You just went in, paid some money, signed some paperwork, and you got a fucking dog. That's all. Don't, don't say it like you want to need a parade for it, you know? And that's not bad either. If you're going to get an animal, if you're going to get a pet, you know, get, adopt them. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. But don't say rescue like, like you fucking rescued. All right, there we go. Um, that whole video is in the show notes as well. Just scroll down on Apple Podcasts, and it's right there with everything listed on there. And uh, There's links to the merch, and there's links to become a certified fan, and links to our newest advertiser, who is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So thank you them for trusting our little podcast community over here to, to advertise with their product. It's much appreciated. And thank you to you for the 100th episode of this show. That is crazy to me really proud of this moment so thank you so much for being a part of it today really appreciate you we'll see you back here tomorrow for a new ask my mom okay love you bye hi kramer my name is crystal and i am currently living in san diego but i'm a huge fan of yours um known you since tampa florida days and um so i keep continue to follow you anyways i'm trying to catch up on your podcast and i just listened to episode 76 so you had asked um, a single women to call in and our thoughts on the mama's boy. So I've been single for six years now. And my first instinct when I hear mama's boy is kind of like how um, Steve Harvey describes. But um, I have a 20-year-old son and when he was about 18 years, I used to take him out on mom-son dates to teach him how to treat women and so forth. So I see a lot of the resemblance of my relationship with my son to break that stigma of a spoiled mom all up in your business type mama's boy. And I hear a lot of that's what yours and your mom's relationship is like as well. So I do appreciate that. And I'm glad you're changing everyone else's point of view because that's what I've been doing. So keep it up. And Best of luck to you on your podcast and everything else. Take care. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.